Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Etrion Q1 Financial Report 2020 conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Marco Antonio Northland, CEO of Etrion Corporation. Thank you. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Jason. I would like to welcome you to Etrion's 2020 first quarter operational and finance update call. I'm here today uh, with Christian Lacueva, our Chief Financial Officer, Martin Orovec, our Chief Investment Officer, and Deborah Murek, our Director of Accounting and Reporting. Uh, we are all connected remotely from different places, so please uh, bear with us in case the connections uh, go disconnected. We'll try to have a call today as smoothly as possible. I will start today the call by taking you through the corporate overview and operational update and outlook for our business. Then we will go through our Q1 2020 results, and finally, we'll open the call for questions. As a reminder, the replay of this call will be available later today on the company's website with a copy of the presentation that we will refer to throughout the call. For those of you using our webcast facility, the slides will automatically advance during the presentation. During today's call, we will make forward-looking statements that are subject to various risks and uncertainties described in the second slide of this presentation in our Q1 2020 management discussion analysis and press release, all of which are available on our website. Please see these documents for additional information on factors that may impact this forward-looking statement. Please now turn to slide three. For those of you new to the company, Etrion has a dual listing in the Canadian uh, stock exchange under the TX, ETX symbol, as well, as well as OMX in Sweden. Under Etrion symbol as well, we have 57 megawatts of operational and 45 megawatts under construction fully funded, and advancing on the 60 megawatt backlog, all these projects are in Japan. Uh, our 20, where well, Q1 2020 results were very strong. Uh, we are exiting uh, with a very good cash position of close to $10 million of non-restricted cash and about $99 million of restricted cash. Most of those are allocated to the financing of the, of the Nigata construction project, which we expect to reach COD by Q4 2021. The main shareholder is the looming group of 36%. The second highest is management with 6%. Our market cap is 58 million. Being 100% exposed to Japan 
with all of the revenues fully contracted with long-term PPAs at a fixed rate should give comfort to investors, given the underlying attractive economics of each of the projects and the high institutional demand seeking to own this type of asset. If you please turn now to slide four, um, uh, I will just I provided this information before that really provides just a general uh, market information, and therefore I will let you uh, absorb that information that provides information about the market and why in Japan and why we're there. So please turn to slide number five, uh, which is the one uh, that says our focus in Japan. We continue to feel very bullish about Japan. Of the seven key value drivers listed here, perhaps the seventh point, strong institutional demand for yield, is becoming overwhelmingly attractive. Those of you familiar with Japan, it has experienced one of the longest periods of near zero to negative 10-year government bonds. In 2015, it reached the highest of 0.5%, but then in 2016, it was in negative territory of minus 0.25%. Today, it's at nearly zero, or 0.012%. Institutional investors have few places to seek yield. One of them has been traditionally the Real Estate Investment Trust. However, however over the past couple of weeks, the REIT sector has been under significant downward pressure due to impact of COVID-19 on commercial real estate. In addition, entrance of utilities to the renewable sector and Japanese corporations under pressure to meet RE100 commitments to reduce their carbon footprint has further pushed up the value of renewable assets. We're seeing an active M&A market with target equity RERs below 5%. We're delighted with this trend as it presents different options for the company for the future. Please turn to slide seven. We have been fortunate that our business model has proven to be resilient. Our solar platform in Japan has been operating without interruption during the global pandemic. Our solar plants continue to deliver predictable revenues and EBITDA with a strong positive results. We're maintaining our four-year guidance for 2020. We have some exposure to the 45 megawatt project under construction, but until now it remains on a schedule and budget. The company has taken very strict measures on the construction site to reduce any risk related to the COVID-19. On the development side, our team continues to advance on various initiatives to source new projects. I am optimistic about the growth potential and our ability to maximize shareholder value in the near future. Uh, if you please turn to slide eight, it shows on a graphical form our presence in Japan. As you can see, there are the four operating assets as well as the asset under construction. Uh, in addition to the team in Japan, we do have plant supervisors that live near the plants that provide general oversight of the operations. So we, again, we are in very good shape 
uh, right now in our operations end. Please turn to slide nine for full operational and performance update of the assets. Our, as you have seen in the numbers that we uh, published on uh, Friday morning, uh, the existing operational plans continue to deliver strong quarter over quarter results. As you can see, the performance has been consistently higher above forecast. And as stated earlier, we remain confident of our full year guidance. Um, please turn to the slide on Nigata, and so I can give you a more detailed update regarding the construction of this project. Um, it is on slide 11. Our Nigata 45 megawatt Crown Mountain project remains on a schedule and budget. I would like to highlight a few, a few key items on this project. As I mentioned earlier, this project should reach COD by Q4 2021. Once operational, it will nearly double our installed capacity as well as our cash flow distribution. It has very rich economics with payback of two years from COD. It is owned 100% by Atrium. This project was financed with a green bond, which was awarded the best project bond finance of the year in 2019 by Euromoney. So we're very proud of that, of that award. And this project is fully contracted, which benefits from a long-term PPA contract with the Tohoku Electric Power Utility, which will be paying approximately 33 US dollars per kilowatt hour. So we're very excited to have that new project coming online next year. Once operational, this project is expected to produce approximately 47 gigawatt hours of solar electricity, enough to supply more than 13,000 Japanese households. On the slide 12 through 14, if you go to slide 12, it shows the project timing for completion, which will be continue to update investors quarter over quarter. Uh, we also have included additional area photos of the civil work to document the progress and show the complexity of the site. Unfortunately, like you, I can only enjoy the progress of this massive project from afar, watching drone videos and aerial photos, given the restrictions that this pandemic has exerted on all of us. Rest assured that when travel becomes viable again, this was my first stop when landing in Japan. We're very fortunate, however, to have a very strong local leadership team that is doing a fantastic job managing the project despite mobility restrictions. Let's now turn to slide 16. Our next project, which is our 60 megawatt MIA project, remains on target to reach resolution within 2020. As we had reported in the past, we're in litigations with the developers since end of 2018. I wish I could give you a specific target date to reach a solution in this case, but the process has been slowed down due to the state of emergency declared in Tokyo that has caused the courts to close. 
We expect, however, this process to resume within the month of June, and we remain optimistic that we will have a resolution within 2020. In addition to the MIA project, our team continues to advance on other initiatives, which will be communicated once we achieve concrete milestones on these activities that can be released. Now, I would like to turn over this presentation to Christian Lacueva, our Chief Financial Officer. Christian? Thank you, Mark Antonio. Moving to the next slide. I mean, you will see that Edson, as Mark Antonio said, delivered very strong project-level results during this first quarter with those, our Japanese assets performing extremely well. How electricity production uh, resulted in a significant increase in revenue and project-level EBITDA and consolidated EBITDA. As you see, we, during this quarter, we produced 12.5 million of kilowatt hours from our 11 operational solar plants all in Japan. Revenues production was up 1.3%, revenues 1.9%, and project level EBITDA 22.7% compared to last year, especially driven by a reduction in, in OPEX or consolidated expenses. Consolidated EBITDA decreased due to lower GNA capitalization and recognition of $400,000 Italian tax assessment from disposed Italian assets. We reached a net loss of 2.6 million, which was mainly driven by corporate GNA depreciation and finance cost. For more detail on our project level EBITDA in Japan, you can refer to our financials, uh, to our financials under the segment node or the MDNA. Moving now to the next page. We had a net loss of 2.6 million and positive adjustment cash flow from operations of 1.9 million. One important remark, as I said, is that the great Japanese performance and project level EBITDA more than offset corporate overhead during Q1, and the group is reporting positive consolidated EBITDA of 1.5 million. This is a trend that we have already been seeing in the last in the last few quarters, and this is where we will stand in the next ones. Moving to next to the next slide. Etron has a working capital of 91.4 million and a consolidated cash position of 108 million, of which 9.7 million is unrestricted at corporate level and free of use. As of March 31st, consolidated net debt on a cash basis was 209 million, of which 189, 182 million, around 87%, is non-recourse to the parent. Action continues to expand in Japan and we has increased our asset base in this country with positive results. As of March the 31st, the Japanese assets represent approximately 94% of the consolidated assets of the group. Moving to the cash flow, uh, flow statement page, as we said, we have a positive unrestricted cash position of 9.7 million, which provides liquidity to fund the growth of the business in Japan throughout uh, this year. The unrestricted cash decreased by approximately 900,000, mainly due to the development cost incurred during the period and taxes paid, partially updated, especially offset with cash distributions. Edson's restricted cash decreased mainly due to the Niigata construction costs, partially offset by positive operation cash flow from the project during 2019. Regarding our cash position, I would like to remind you that all our operations are on the construction projects in Japan are fully funded at this time. And this completes the financial review. Mark Antonio. 
Thank you, Christian. In closing, I would like to highlight the following messages. Etern, number one, Etern remains on track to meet its four-year guidance on revenue and EBITDA. We do not foresee a downside risk due to COVID-19 that would have a material impact on our 2020 projections. Second, the first quarter 2020 performance in all QPD metrics continue to demonstrate excellent execution in all operation activities. Three, we remain fully funded with no additional capital required to build Nigata. And finally, they will remain with a significant upside beyond Nigata with resolution of the 60 megawatt MIA project litigation, the Italian fund tax refund, and potential realization of additional project pipelines. I would now like to hand the call back to Jason, who will open for questions. Jason? Certainly at this time, if you would like to ask a question, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Once again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. There are no questions at this time. I turn the call back over to you for closing remarks. Thank you, Jason, and uh, thank you again for joining this call today. Stay safe, and uh, we look forward to providing you following updates in the future. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day. That concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.